I feel like there's many ways you could go about this, but one way that we shouldn't go about this is like adding more police to the situation because that's just going to make things worse. It's going to cause a bigger issue than what we started with. This is the Keeping It Real podcast. In this podcast, teenagers from an evening program run by the Police Athletic League of New York City talk about gun violence and how it affects their lives and communities. This is episode three, Guns, Government, and Authority. Right, so listen, so today we're going to keep it real. We're going to talk about this gun, sh- gun violence shit, you feel me? It, it be, it's mad things to talk about. So we're going to keep it real about each topic because, you know, nobody fake at the table, you feel me? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we really shouldn't even have guns, to be honest. Like, nobody. No. I agree. Like, cops. Like, it's ruining our... It's ruining the world. Like, it's ruining the world. It's ruining mindsets. It's ruining generations. What people are doing, like... So, yeah, like, in seventh grade, those kids is doing it now in fourth grade. And it's just going to go down and down and down. There's no reason for first graders is talking about having ops and stuff like that. So it's just like... And who knows where these guns coming from? Yeah, and 13-year-olds is owning guns. Like, how y'all even getting that? Yeah. And the older generations is just... They just cool with it. Letting them rock with it. And sometimes, you know, in gangs, basically, like, they big homies, they, they would get younger kids, like, going drills for them. Like, basically getting younger kids to just fuck up their whole life. Like just to... How can I say it? I'm trying to... Damn. I don't know how to say it. So basically, I feel like you're saying like it starts with the older... Gen- like it starts with adults, basically. Yeah, yeah. Brainwashing little kids. It starts with the adults. So that's one change. The adults gotta... Because there's... They're supposed to be our guides. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to be leading us on the same path that they went down so, so we can mess up our lives. They're supposed to be our guides on how to change or do better. So basically what I'm taking from this is that the main cause of gun violence is the higher-ups, the ones that are influencing the younger people or anybody that's lower than them, basically. So stepping away from like the whole gang and like stuff like that, um, do you also think that law enforcement shouldn't have guns? They abuse their power a little bit too much. They got they got firearms and they can use it without really getting a consequence. As we've seen like in 2020, all that Black Lives Matter stuff, they was taking it to the extreme with the even like the rubber bullets for the protests and all of that. It's just like gun violence isn't only Seen, shouldn't only be seen in gangs. It should also be seen in like police work, people that are higher up that have more control or like won't really get consequences based off this stuff. We give the government too much authority, like the whole legal system, we give them a little too much authority. And I feel like it's not just our communities that we should worry about gun violence in. We should also worry about government officials and the police and all that stuff. Yeah, I agree. I also feel like it has to do with, like, the government and how they, like, how they look at young people or people in in general. Um, 
because usually when you when you see police, they have guns on the side all, at all times, and they don't really use it in like a smart way. Like nowadays, like they use it towards younger children to really threaten them, and sometimes they really actually do it. They use guns to threaten little kids. Literally. And I just don't feel like that's right because then that's giving kids the opportunity to think that they can use guns against police. Or retaliate. So it's actually pretty hard to change this gun violence because, you know, the police is in the government and it's to for young people or people in general to convince the government to do something is very hard. It could take years. It could take a lifetime. Like, it's a lot. Then what other way do you think, like, they should approach stopping violence? I just feel like people don't listen. Like, what are you doing? But what should they do, like, about the criminals? Like, I'm not saying, like, yeah, they need to use guns. I'm just, like, wondering. I mean, I personally believe that they don't care. I agree. I believe that they encourage gun violence because if the more crime, the more crime there is, the more the police have something to do. Because, like, if, if we were in a world or a place where there's barely any violence, the world would be super peaceful, super great. Everybody would want to be there. But like, I feel like as far as the shooting people, I feel like they want us to kill each other off. Cause like, it's just, they can't keep us in control. So the government wants us to like beef with each other and all that so that we kill each other off and the the police officers still got to do their job and et cetera. Do you know, I don't want to bring this topic in because it's a really, really heavy, deep topic. But honestly, I think there's still a lot of racism today and that affects the gun violence in our communities. If you go down to 42nd Street, the predominantly white side, you're not going to see any of that. If anything, you're going to see cops there taking a show, whatever. But if you come down to our community, our, our little... You know, our little circle that we have going on, it's heavily guarded. The cops are out of control. The people are out of control. The train anymore. Exactly. <laughs> you cannot do nothing without being questioned because of your skin color or because of the way you look, the way you dress today. And we need to fix that ASAP because I'm not liking it. I agree, but in a different way. I feel like the government is, you know, attacking low-income communities like where people of color live in. And I feel like they do that purposely because let's say a cop, you know, arrests a drug dealer, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I finally arrested a drug lord. But you wouldn't have to if you gave people of color a chance, you know? Because the reason they probably do that is because, you know, they can't make money because of their, the color of their skin. Like they can't go to a job, like a high paying job because they're already targeted because of the color of their skin. So. Dealing drugs is a way for them to, I guess, pay off how they live. So you're basically saying, like, if they weren't, like, targeting us, being racist towards us, like, just people of color, then we wouldn't have to be this way? Yeah. Like, if they gave us a chance, there wouldn't be so much stuff going on. I believe that's truthful because um, I personally feel that there is a racial problem with the cops. Like, they do judge you by color because... Um, I've been with my cousins a couple of times. One of them is downstairs. He was just on here. And one time we was walking somewhere. We was around my house. 
and um, these undercover cops were in these, this black car. That's the undercover cop car. They don't be having any sirens or anything. That's where they just try and come out and wrongfully search you. So they, we walk in, talking, etc. They pull up around the corner, pop out, and just try, search both of my cousins. I walk away because they didn't ask for me. I'm never really a problem. I haven't been stopped by the cops yet. But they, there was a period of time where they were getting stopped really frequently, like all the time. My cousin was calling me, telling me how the cops stopped him at the laundromat and all that. Just pulled up to him and just checked them. So I definitely feel like race plays a part in that because I know who my cousin is and he's a really great person and positive person. He don't do nothing negative. I encourage my cousins to be positive and try and get them to laugh so the world will be more peaceful. So just by like some people getting involved with like bad things such as that, we also get looked down upon just because we're also black or Spanish, whatever it is. I feel like it has a big effect on communities, especially black communities. It just can cause many problems. You can start, start, you know, like um, shootouts, traumatized children, accidentally grazed children. And yeah, I deal with it every day. Like, why in America do we get guns so easy? Like, so much access to getting guns in the wrong way. And I feel like if they take more authority with, you know, letting people own a gun or having a position of a gun, then a few things could calm down a bit. Honestly, I feel like all the systems in America are just bad. For Real example, bad. school systems, any like any system in America is bad. This country, we need to work on ourselves for the better. Compare us to Canada. You'll see a major difference. The amount of school shootings that happened this year is ridiculous. Like, I'm scared to send my little brother to school. To school. I'm not even a mother. Like, come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like that. When you go on the internet and stuff and like see what the UK has to say about us or what Europe has to say about us, they be like, I know it isn't a joke, but they be making jokes like, oh, um, we're over here eating our tea. You guys are bullying us for drinking tea every day and crumpets. And you guys just had your fifth um, high school shooting. And it's just like, it's crazy how it's so normalized. But I feel like we should have... Um, yeah, exactly. So they should not be talking. But I feel like however they, their government, like cracks down on the gun problem and makes sure it isn't as bad as ours, I feel like we need to maybe take them as an example in that aspect only. And I, no, can, I sorry. Only in that aspect. I agree with what you guys were all saying. I also feel that... Um, I know freedom is one of the biggest accomplishments that America has, but I feel like we need to get more strict on our rules in certain areas. Look at all these other communist countries. Like, they're under strict rules, like really, really strict rules. And I feel like I couldn't live under that. And I'm thankful that we have a, a, the freedom that we do. But at the same time, it's, it's causing a whole bunch of problems. Yeah, I think the punishment for like owning a gun for the wrong reasons should be a little like more harsher because it would like stop people, not exactly stop them, but maybe make them hesitate from using guns for the wrong reasons. So like, and 
about the whole thing, easy access to guns. Like there's the goat, what do they call it? The ghost guns. Yeah, those where it's like basically you could get a gun without like any license, any like serial number to track it. And that's also a way, like I feel like they need to work harder. The system needs to work harder on stopping that from happening. Yeah. Hey guys, my name is Shane. My name is KL. My name is Jacob. My name is Lamels. My name is Debbie. My name is Jerome. What's up? It's your boy Jalen. Hey guys, my name is Eliza. I'm Natalia. I'm Simona. It's your boy Kalechi. <laughs> my name is Surya. Keeping It Real is a co-production of the Police Athletic League of New York City and Citizen Race Car. The stories in it were recorded by M. Lowinger and organized and edited by David Hoffman. Post-production and original music by Jose Miguel Baez. It was made possible through funding from the New York City District Attorney's Office as part of DANY's Gun Violence Initiative. This is the culmination of a program led by Ian Hoke and Wendy Beltre. Special thanks to PAL Harlem Center and Youth Link staff, New York City Department of Youth and Community Development, Tara Brazano and Meredith Gray. I feel like this was a good conversation. Yeah.